This is a podcast from SPH Radio. that that intro just ends super abruptly but that's okay because life is not perfect in any case it is the first episode of my podcast adulting and today of course you know your first step into adulthood is deciding do you want to carry on your studies or do you want to enter the workforce get life experience and honestly make the right decision to start making money right off the bat so today i'm going to be talking to someone that's from kiss 92 who much like me <laughs> chose the route of a career rather than education and she started really young as well so celeste is going to be joining me and i'm going to be talking to her about why she chose work over school does she regret it what was it like how much has her pay increased since you know starting work at such a young age because she is no spring chicken anymore Let, let's face it okay so hang tight let me give her a call okay so today we're going to be talking about uh, adulting as the title of the show suggests and i want to know when did you start kiss uh, I joined KISS like five years ago. That was when I was 20. You were 20. So why didn't you like just go to school? Okay, multiple reasons. I couldn't afford to go to school then. So the only option was to start working first and save some money. But uh, reality check, I still haven't saved enough to go back to school, <laughs> which is why I'm still working. You see, that, that sounds like a responsible thing to do. All, albeit, right, whatever our generation does is never as impressive as back in the day because back in the day they started when they were like 16, 17 oh I had, to, I had to work first and then I had to take my money and give it to my younger siblings to help them out and we're just yeah. like we can't do anything right because it just sounds like we're just slacking so your first real job was when you were 20 years old yeah I mean you joined SPH Radio way earlier didn't you? I think like a year earlier I just turned I was like 18 turning 19 and you didn't go to school because I didn't want to <laughs> I didn't want to because I was still in school. I was in poly when I did the when I started radio. I mean that's really tiring. I was doing the morning show and then I had to go to school the whole day. So once I graduated, so, I was like, yeah, you know, I'll take a year off and I just never went back. And did you feel like you were stepping into proper adulthood the minute you started working? No, because my first paycheck was like $700, which I remember oh. as a waitress, I got around there. I got like overtime and all that. I made about 700 So I'm like, what the heck, man? Radio is paying me the same amount it is to be a waitress. But that was my first paycheck. It finally and dawned on me. I'm assuming you stuck on because you really liked the job. I really liked it. And my second paycheck blew up already. So I didn't have to wait that long. <laughs> Hey, actually, now that I think about it, so this is your first job and you've had it for like years now. Well, my first my first job was a waitress. I was Oh, actually, actually, fun fact. I was a tumble tot instructor. So I was the person that took care of people's young, vulnerable children. Wow, that is so not you. <laughs> Wild, right? I wanted to like, you know, be a frolic girl. Remember frolic, that frozen yogurt shop? Yeah, I do. They're all so pretty though. Exactly. So what does it tell you that they told me, no, we're not going to hire you? <laughs> 
No, I think you've got too much attitude. Maybe that's why. They want like no. vanilla girls. No, you know? no, 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 no. They just wasn't pretty enough. So the next best thing was to go into the one medium where looks didn't matter. And there I stayed. Hey, that's not true now though. Now we're so, crossing into social media. So you do have what it takes to be on screen. I'm telling you. Okay, so enough about flattering me. When I felt like a real adult was when my mom said, Okay, yo, you gotta start paying me some money. And I'm like, What? What do you mean? What? And she goes, Yeah, man, you know, you're making money now, and it's not like little money. You're making proper money. You gotta start contributing to the house. So I'm gonna give you options. You can either pay for the cable and the electricity, or you can just give me X amount of money. I like that she gave you the option, though. Like you get to choose what you want to pay, so you can choose the cheapest one, what? Which I guess would have been the electricity, but I didn't, so I was just giving her like a, a lump sum, which I never, which I if she didn't ask me for it, I wouldn't give her, you know. But my mom's yeah. like a loan shark lah, so she's like, uh, excuse me, it's a new month, where's the money? But that's like a year into your job, right? Yeah, or- she was really lenient. Like I had a full year where I was just like keeping my money and spending it however I wanted. And then later on, she's like, yeah, bro, step up. You've got to start contributing. I mean, talk about lenient. My parents actually haven't requested for, like, allowance from me yet. Although I do take the initiative to pay for things at home. But I think typical Asian household, they don't really have the heart to get their kids to pay them allowance. At least for my, my parents family, are Asian the and they got no problem taking my money. What? <laughs> so when, when was it for you? When was it for you? Uh, when did you realise, okay... Feeling uh, a bit more like an adult. I think the minute I started working, I felt like an adult because that was when I started to like you know have to pay my own bills. I I stopped taking money. I started paying for things at home, and uh, yeah, I guess the minute I started living independently, even though I'm still like living with my parents, that was when I felt like an adult. What about when you had to file taxes? Oh my gosh, no one taught us how to do that <laughs> and yeah. I struggled with it so much but it's one of those things where I don't think about it just kind of disappears from my bank account every month So like when I first started, I wasn't actually hired by SPH I was hired by a, a separate entity mm-hmm. So I didn't know anything about filing taxes Nobody told me anything about filing taxes And of course, you know the story goes We got fired, right? So we got fired And then there was one year Where I didn't have any income But we'll talk about that later And then I got rehired by SPH And once I did I started getting, you know My CPF and income again And then the tax man was like Yo, well done You have a job But you've never paid taxes For the first three years I'm like, what? And they were like, Wait, yeah, so yeah. you totally didn't do it at all for the no first No one told years? me about it. No, I didn't I didn't know. Did your parents not tell you anything about taxes? Oh, I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> so I got letters. <laughs> of course I got. I mean, like, I remember getting, like, a letter and it was red <laughs> from, like, IRA. <laughs> and my dad's like, have you filed taxes? And I'm like, uh, I guess. And you I did guess? nothing. So I don't know why. I just like, yeah, I guess. I, I, I guess so. I'm just surprised you got away with it for like three years. Oh, I think they just, they wait for you, man. They're like, okay, just <laughs> don't pay until we have a big enough lump sum and then we'll come for you. Uh, a three-year wait is a very long wait, man. They were that's really a lot. Cool. Yo, that's a lot of accumulated back taxes. So they called me and I'm like, oh, but... But I didn't know I had to pay taxes. And they're like, how could you not? I'm like, no one told me. Like, I re- this is my first job. I-, I was 18. I really didn't know. No one brought it up to me. And they're like, didn't you get letters? I'm like, uh, I mean, not that I can remember. So <laughs> they actually gave me like a discount. No way. I remember I, g- 
Yeah, I remember I got like a $500 discount or something. It was I mean, they didn't call it a discount, but I know they helped me out. So, that wow. was really nice of them. <laughs> but 500 is not a lot though. Like you still had to pay quite a bit, right? Like Bro, I had to pay a lot. Yeah, that was a lot of tax back tax. <laughs> And talking about like taxes and like paying your own bills, now that you have your own house, I would assume there's a lot more responsibility, no? So on the train of being a clueless adult, when I, <laughs> when I got married, we were like, okay, we want a house, we want this, we want that. And they were like, okay, great. If you get a three-room house, you get this much grant, four-room house, this much, five-room house, whatever. So I got a five-room house, a five-room HDB. So and fancy then, you. Uh, yeah, it was cheap. Honestly, it was cheap because the person that I bought it from was going through a divorce. So they were like, oh, oh yeah, just cheap. <laughs> I don't yeah, know just want to let it go now. quick, right? Yeah. yeah, so anyways, so we get the house, everything is done, and they're like, you go down to HDB, you gotta pay a fee for them to turn on your electricity. And I'm just like, oh no, it's okay, we're not moving in yet, we don't need to. And the woman just, right. again, she didn't tell me anything, so she's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, don't need, la, don't need, the, don't need to turn on the electricity and water yet. And she's like, oh, okay. No. So of course, my contractors are like, how are we supposed to do any work? There's no power. I'm like, right. So I had to make another trip down to HDB. I'm like, excuse me, can you please turn on my, my electricity? It's things you learn as you go, right? Just fumbling along the way, trying to make sense of everything that's happening. I mean, getting a house is a big deal and no one's there to coach you. Now it's like common sense. But back then it's like, why? I'm not living in the house. I don't need electricity. And then <laughs> the other shocking thing was conservancy fees. So I think... Like the first time I got my conservancy fee, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm such an adult. It's my name on the bill. Okay, we'll, we'll pay this. And I know I was given an option to do it through gyro. And for some reason, I said, no, I don't want gyro. Right. So I paid it, right? It was $75. And I was so happy. Mm. And I didn't pay anymore. I'm going to sound very clueless here, but is that a thing where you have to pay every month? You have to pay every month. I didn't know that. So I got like, I kept getting letters, right? Again, like, it, like you get two letters. It's like blue, yellow, and it becomes red. And then my husband is like, hey, have you paid this? I'm like, bro, don't worry about it, man. I paid it already. Chill. You thought it was a one-off? Yeah, and I told my dad, I'm like, what is with all... They're so aggressive. And my dad's like, that's every month. I'm like, huh? <laughs> my estate wow. is that clean? I have to pay $75 every month? Seriously though, how are you not arrested yet? I mean, with the taxes <laughs> and the conservancy fees. <laughs> hey man, they don't teach you this in school. Yeah, and also like, you know, when you move to your new house, there are a lot of things that you have to handle. I'm talking about like renovation. Was it very overwhelming when you first did it? Because you got to give me tips when I eventually get my house, you know? Yeah, so, so we'll, we'll talk about that now because both of us were more or less in charge of, because you moved as well, you were more or less in charge of getting the house and then finding a contractor and dealing with the contractor. Yeah. Horrible experience, isn't it? Yeah, so my contractor was really difficult to work with. Throughout the whole process, I think we worked with him for like three, four months now. Actually, we're still in the midst of working with him because there was a whole lot of delay because of COVID and all. So it's still an ongoing process. I still have unfinished business in my house and uh, he makes no effort in like penning down notes. So there's just no accountability, which is very frustrating, especially when you're spending so much money, right? Mm. What about yours? Like, what was your experience like? Equally bad, equally bad. I mean, this guy was just... The warning signs were there. When we first met, he said, oh, I was one of the designers for the downtown MRT line. Which you know, Ooh. when someone needs to brag on themselves, that's a sign of 
inferiority and like you don't have high self-esteem that the first thing you got to do is do you know who I am? I've done this. I'm like, I really don't care, man. Just make sure my house is good. But I Overcompensate, think sh- right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's so many things wrong, much like you. But what I didn't realize is you get the contractor, but the electrician is a separate bill. Yeah. The the totally. light fixtures and everything is that like a different is all I'm like, hey, I thought all of this is all encompassing. And then he's like, No no no, you gotta pay the electrician now. Oh then the carpentry is like crazy, right? I got a huge shock as well because I thought, you know, for that amount of money and it's no chum change by the way, contractors are really expensive. Uh you'd think you'd be getting a lot more, but really you gotta factor in more money for things like lighting, air conditioning, furniture. So the quote you see is probably only what? two-thirds of what you're paying for the entire renovation exactly and then like when they show you the bill of like tiles right when you got to pick out your toilet tiles Mm. it's like your budget is for tiles up to four dollars so i figured okay fine it's up to four dollars but the tiles that i want are only 250 so i'll get my money back you don't get the money back yeah you don't make up the difference. I'm like, what? That That's ridiculous though. So pro tip, pick the most expensive tile that is within the budget that you like. Exactly. You don't have if to save for them. Sure. Correct. Yeah. It's, aye, aye, aye. So it was a wild ride. Yeah. And but now you've got a home that you can call your own though. And with that- a lot of defects still. <laughs> and no kitchen cabinets. No kid. I still have a kitchen cabinet. The door is missing. I kid you not. That's how horrible these contractors were. And the worst part is that contractor kind of went out of business, didn't he? So you kind of he did. He shut down. (laughs) Oh, it was such a typical contractor nightmare story. It's story of Jill's life, adulting one (laughs) hundred and one. So there you go. Okay, we'll leave it at that for now. Adulting one hundred and one. Because this first episode, like I said, we're taking the first step into adulthood. Yeah, and I hope this first episode kind of sets the scene for all future episodes where we basically just talk about all things adulting and try to figure life out as we go so make sure you stay tuned for the next episode this was jill and celeste we'll catch you then adulting is a production of sbh radio it's hosted and produced by jill and celeste from kiss 92 you can also find us on itunes google podcast and streaming on google home